be a lot like my family in that we're watching the TV a lot, watching the news, so we can stay abreast of the latest developments with the coronavirus. Um, and there's good and bad to that. We're staying informed, but it seems like all we're getting is bad news. There's a lot of, uh, of doom and gloom. Uh, there's a lot of negativity, a lot of uncertainty. And those things can ramp up our anxiety and make us afraid. I'd like to address that a little bit this morning. I, I, I've noticed that the newscasters are comparing the coronavirus epidemic with things like natural disasters, maybe Katrina or 911. And while those may be okay examples, I actually think what we're going through reminds me much more right now of Y2K. Do you remember back then, 20 years ago, what it was like? Remember how we were feared the turning of the clock at midnight? We feared that immediately society would break down and everything that we knew would change. It would come to an end and and so it was a lot of fear and anxiety, especially when it came to uncertainty. We just didn't know what tomorrow would look like. But on January 1st, it turned out that it wasn't as big of a deal as they thought it would be. Now, I'm not saying that the coronavirus is no big deal or that we shouldn't be taking the precautions that we're taking. I do think we're doing the right things in our society at this time. The precautions that we're taking is very good. But we don't know what the future looks like, and we can't be totally certain of what tomorrow will bring. Where do we find our comfort as Christians? Well, as Christians, we know to look to God's Word, that God's Word provides the promises of the Lord and provides us encouragement for every day. And so we look to God's Word to give us some insight and some wisdom during these uncertain times. Well, uh, in John chapter 14 through 17, Jesus speaks to his disciples there in the upper room and he gives his farewell address. This is his final instructions. These uh, includes his farewell, some warnings. He lets them know of things that are about to happen that will be tough. And in the process, he addresses this world. In fact, there's about 10 or 12 times that Jesus addresses the world or this world and he compares this world with the kingdom of God. And particularly two verses, uh, two verses jump out to me. Uh, chapter 15, verses 18 through 20, uh, Jesus addresses some things, two things. He says that in this world, he and his followers will be opposed. In other words, there will be trials, there will be troubles, and they need to be able to expect those things. But then he says in the middle of that, he says that because he has called us, from out of this world, that we do not belong to this world. Literally, he says, we are not of this world. In other words, we're not controlled by the world. We're not um, uh, in any way defined by the world. And so those are comforting words, words in and of themselves. Why does he speak of this world? And what does that mean? Well, when Jesus speaks of this world, he's speaking of this world system, the powers that run this world. Particularly, he's speaking of Satan's control of many of the things that happen in the world today. In fact, he refers to Satan in chapter 14, verse 30, as the prince of this world. What does he mean? What's he trying to get at? Well, Jesus is reminding us of some things. First of all, that Satan controls much of what happens in this world. Why? Because Adam and Eve's sin, their rebellion, broke this world. This world we know 
is not as it should be, not as God intended. He gave us a beautiful garden. We have a world that sometimes hurts us, that troubles us, that stresses us. That's not what God intended. He's also reminding us that Satan glories in the fact that he has broken this world. And by extension, he breaks each and every one of us a little bit every time we give in to sin. Sin is rebellion against God. In other words, when we mirror Adam and Eve's sin by rebelling against God, by following our own dictates, our own desires, our own plans, rather than following the truths found in God's Word, then we join in with that rebellion and we experience brokenness within and we experience the brokenness of this world. And he's also reminding us, the bottom line, this world is fallen. It's filled with sin. People ask, why does life hurt sometimes? Why can life seem to scare us so much? Well, it's simple. This world is broken. It's not as it should be. It's fallen. And in the midst of that farewell discourse, Jesus gives us comforting words to be found in John 16, verses 28 through 33. Listen to God's Word. Jesus is speaking to His apostles, to the twelve in the upper room, and He says this, I came for the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied. A time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet, I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Oh, there's some precious promises to be found in those passages. Let me just hit a few of the high points that I think will encourage you some things that will provide you with some comfort during this very uncertain hour. The first is this. Jesus says that He is not of this world. He's not defined by this world. He's not controlled by this world. Um, He is God in the flesh, and He is not of this world. He came from heaven. And this means for us that while life can hurt us at times and that circumstances can scare us, If we belong to Jesus, we know that we are not of this world. We do not belong to this world and its troubles. We do not have to run and hide in the face of trouble. He tells the disciples, listen, I hate to tell you this, but due to persecution, you're about to abandon me. You're going to go run and hide while I face trouble alone. We don't have to run and hide. We don't have to fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is the antidote for fear. We can trust that we belong to Jesus and that because Jesus is not of this world, we're not of this world either. And so the second thing I see here is that even though we will face trials, even though Jesus will face trials, He says, listen, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. 
He has confidence. He has security in the midst of trouble. Now, you and I may feel all alone or we may feel lonely in the face of this pandemic, but you need to know that the Father will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Jesus will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Even in the midst of this trouble, we're going to have to go through this trouble together as long as we, as long as we live in this world. But we're not of this world. And we know that the Father will be with us through these tough times. Jesus experienced security and confidence and had confidence in the midst of this trouble because He knew that His Father would be with Him through those trials. The same is true for believers like you and me. And the final thing I'd point out is this, that Jesus, and this is a beautiful promise, He promises us the gift of peace. And you might say, how can I feel peace in the midst of all this trouble and uncertainty? Well, you can. It's a gift that Jesus wants to give you and me. He says that we can take heart. We can be encouraged because we know that we are victors through what He has done for us. Jesus says, Behold, I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble. But behold, I have overcome the world. We understand through Jesus' life, His death, and His resurrection, that He has defeated sin and death and, yes, this world for us. In other words, you and I participate in His victory over all troubles, all trials, and all pain. We can endure because we know that we are victorious in Jesus Christ. We can have peace, yes, even during dark hours like these. God bless you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the promise of peace. We thank you that you have shown us that we don't have to fear. We don't have to give in to fear, that we can have faith knowing we belong to you, that we are in you. We've been placed in you. Therefore, we're not of this world and that the Father will always be with us to see us through troubles and through trials. Lord, we just ask that we would feel your presence even now. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.